Gig workers like Uber drivers are on the front lines of the coronavirus, offering essential rides during this crisis. They face a lot of challenges getting support from their own companies. I'm Roger Chang, and this is your Daily Charge. With us is special guest Derek Kerr, our intrepid gig economy reporter. Derek, you wrote about the challenges that gig workers face getting support like sick pay during this time. Can you break down the situation for us? Yeah, so at the beginning of the month in March, before the coronavirus had spread so far across the United States, the Uber and other gig economy companies had promised workers that if they were diagnosed positive with COVID-19, that they could get two weeks sick pay. But knowing how hard it is to get tests, that that was really near impossible for most gig workers. Um, and so on March 15, the company, all the companies changed and said that all they needed was a doctor's letter to t- telling them that they needed to self-quarantine because they were exhibiting symptoms of COVID-19, mm. um, which was a lot bigger and a lot of gig economy groups helped to push that policy into place. The thing is, well, workers just, are, just yeah. to back it up for, for our listeners, yeah. when we're referring to gig economy, yeah, what, what are the main companies we're talking about here? So the, the big, big one is Uber and Lyft. And then there's also Instacart, Postmates, DoorDash. So all of those delivery services, Caviar even. Um, but the ones that are really kind of leading the movement with policies and everything um, are Uber and Lyft. And gig workers under the law are classified as independent contractors rather than employees which um, is significant because it means that they don't have health insurance, sick leave, um, unemployment they're not qualified for, and the companies aren't um, obligated to provide protection to the workers because they are considered their own businesses. Right, and this, is, this has been a long-standing problem, and I think a long-standing uh, concern for these gig economy workers, but it's really gotten, the, the coronavirus has really kind of made this a, a much bigger problem for them, right? Right, because gig workers are now having to take time off, and that means they're not getting paid. And a lot of them don't have health insurance. So when we're having a public health crisis, it really shows how dire their situation is. You talked with a couple of these folks, like a couple of Uber drivers, Lyft drivers. I mean, tell me some of their stories. Like, in particular, I think, you know, the one one Uber driver ended up having to drive potentially two COVID-19 positive uh, mm-hmm. riders. Talk about that, because that, that was kind of a horrifying story to hear. Yeah, yeah. So, so, yeah. And just to finish what I was saying earlier, that the companies said that the gig workers only need a doctor's letter to quarantine yeah. to get the paid leave. Every single person I talked to said it was either not possible to get the sick leave or they had to jump through a lot of hoops to get this sick leave. You know, I don't know if this is Uber making it difficult or or not just Uber, but all the gig economy companies, or they're just, this is also new and they're trying to get their processes in place and they're having, they're running up against glitches and problems in the system. None of the gig economy companies really wanted to give me much information about that when I spoke to them. Mm-hmm. So yeah, these these workers, um, there was there's one man who's a driver in San Francisco that I spoke to. He's 60, so he's theoretically in a vulnerable group. And yep. he started exhibiting symptoms two weeks ago. So he was kind of on the front lines of this. And two days in a row, he had passengers who said they thought 
they had COVID-19. The first passenger said that he had just gotten back from Taiwan and he just said outright, I have COVID-19. And when the driver told me the story, he said that when he heard that, he just froze. He's like, I'm in the car with this guy and there was nothing I could do. Yeah. Um, and, was, the, and, and the weird part was that I mean, he, he, it's not like he just took a, an Uber ride. He, didn't he take an Uber pool? Yeah. <laughs> like he, he actually it. shared a ride with somebody else. So it wasn't yeah. just the driver that he potentially infected. He, he infected somebody else who was riding yeah. alongside him. Exactly. And then, and he, this, all these details aren't in my story, but he dropped off that man first. And then he dropped off the woman who was the second passenger and the driver got out, gave her, you know, hand sanitizer, told her she should call the doctor, who knows. Yeah. And then he deep cleaned his car um, yeah, and just tried yeah. to put it behind him because, you know, who knows. Right. But then the next morning he was driving again and he got this passenger whose destination was a hospital who was coughing and said he was coughing up blood. And that's why he had to go to the hospital and that he thought he had COVID-19. And it was the following day that this driver started to develop symptoms. And his symptoms are, I talked to him on the phone. We had to take a lot of breaks. He was coughing, wheezing. Mm -hmm. It took many days actually to even schedule a time to talk because he was, he just didn't feel well. Right, right. And so, I mean, talk about some of the challenges he faced because he, he, you know, he did actually get a test, right? Yeah, he was able to get a test. His his doctors and his public health, his county public health officials were helpful. Mm -hmm. So he did one of the drive-through tests, which was at least 10 days ago now, and he still hasn't gotten the results, which is something that a lot of people are talking about. Um, the results mm -hmm. are very delayed. So he still doesn't know if he tested positive. His doctors seem to think he has it, you know, but there's no saying if he does. So with Uber, he started his... Um, tussle with them before they had expanded their policy to include just a doctor's note. So at the beginning, mm. they were like, no, we, you don't, you can't get it unless you get a positive diagnosis. Then they changed their policies and, and he got on Twitter and he just did a whole series of tweets at the company CEO, at the head, the head lawyer for the company saying, this is, you know, how are we supposed to survive? How are we supposed to do this? He didn't get a response from the company, but eventually $2,000 appeared in his account. Huh. Uh, yeah, it seems like there's a, a little bit of, uh, uh, I guess, damage control there from, uh, yeah. from Uber's part. Yeah. Another driver I spoke to who is it's, it's pretty similar, and he, got, he was able to get a test, and he did indeed get results that he tested positive mm -hmm. for COVID-19. And he still had a hard time with Uber and he, he just did a barrage of tweets also um, against, not against, but towards um, Uber and their, one of their executives that's been kind of the public face, Andrew McDonald mm -hmm. of the coronavirus pandemic. And eventually Andrew McDonald direct messaged this driver and said, you know, sorry, this, something went wrong here. We're gonna fix this, I'll prioritize your pay. And he did get, he also got paid, but it took, you know, going on Twitter. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's interesting. I mean, given what Uber and Lyft has said, like the, the extra steps that these drivers have to take, knowing that they've already got a lot to deal with from getting tests mm -hmm. to being sick to try to recover really just sort of the, the basic kind of maintenance of your own health. They've got to jump through these extra hoops to get, to get that sick pay. 
Yeah, since my story published, um, I've I've gotten a couple messages from drivers mm -hmm. saying that they've they've tried to upload their documentation through the system and it hasn't worked. Like the oh. system is not working. Like they it won't let them upload the documents through the buttons and everything. So yeah, it just seems you know I'm sure uh, these companies are really overwhelmed with these requests. Oh yeah, I'm sure. But yeah, it's some somewhere in the system it's breaking down. Look, the, the story of the you know the driver who who ended up you know picking up a potential COVID nineteen rider. I mean that, that the idea that mm -hmm. these folks are on the front line, they're they're exposed all the time. I mean, talk a little bit about that because they they face a lot of risks. You know, transporting mm -hmm. folks to hospitals and 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 really exposing themselves. Yeah. I, every single driver I spoke to said they've driven people to hospitals. Wow. And, and, and Uber, they, Uber and Lyft, none of these companies, I asked for it, if they could give me any data on uh, workers who've been infected or workers who they've provided medical leave to, and they, they won't provide any such data. But early on in the pandemic, Uber did say there was a driver in London who was exposed because of driving a sick passenger, a, a positive passenger to the hospital. So, so we know this is happening. Really tragically, there was a driver um, who was hospitalized a couple weeks ago in Queens, New York. Mm -hmm. And um, it was announced yesterday that he died from the coronavirus. So that's the first known death of um, a gig worker. Yeah. And it's, it's really, you know, devastating. And I, I fear that there's going to be more of that. Totally. I mean, the fact that they're out there, and not just the drivers, right? Instacart delivered mm -hmm. folks. They're, they're out there interacting with people at a time when we're supposed to be social distancing. And, and, and it's, it's because of what they do is an essential need, but definitely puts them at risk. Yeah. You know, I, I went out yesterday to go get groceries. And I passed one of those, like a food delivery pickup spot. Mm -hmm. And there's, there were like 10 or 15 gig workers waiting to get the deliveries standing out front. And so they're there interacting and ha having to be outside, you know, in society where, where a lot of us aren't supposed to be. And then they're going to places where people may be quarantined, where they may be sick, or they're also... Mm -hmm delivering stuff to people who are vulnerable. So it's, it's a really precarious situation. Yeah. I, I did want to bring up the, the, I mean, the stimulus package that just got passed. Mm -hmm. um, you know, there were some protections put into place uh, for gig workers. At least that's what uh, some senators have discussed. I, mean, I don't know if you had a chance to dig into it. And I know it just, you know, it just passed the Senate last night, but I don't know if you could talk a little bit about like what protections are there and what, yeah. what folks can see. Yeah, well, Uber has been really vocal on this. Um, earlier this week, the CEO sent a letter to President Trump asking that gig workers be included in the mm -hmm. bill, which is great. That will definitely help gig workers. The problem is he also tacked on a additional request, which seems to be have been included in the Senate version of the bill, that um, gig workers don't be classified as employees, that they... Mm -hmm independent contractors, which is kind of how this whole mess started. You know, there's these workers who have no safety net, no protections. And they're the ones, you know, out there doing stuff for the rest of us. Yeah. So essentially, like, are they, are there protections or they're not? Because it's kind of confusing, mm -hmm. partly because of the way they're, 
categorized yeah. as as independent contractors? Like, how much support can they actually expect from the stimulus bill? Oh, well, so originally the stimulus bill was not going to include um, independent contractors at all. So, you know, they've been floating. We've been hearing this thing that all people who make a below a certain income are going to get $1,500 or $1,200. Forget the number. So originally gig workers weren't going to be included in that. And so now they will be. Okay. So, so that, you know, that's really going to help a lot of people, especially if they're not able to work because they're sick. Yep, for sure. Yeah. To give them some benefit, the gig economy companies are offering the sick leave, despite it being very difficult to get. They aren't just totally, you know, leaving their workers out to dry, but it is, it isn't easy for these workers to deal with all of this. All right. That's our show for today. Thanks to Dara for joining us. You can read us on CDA.com. Uh, if you have questions about today's topic or you want to ask us questions about uh, future shows, hit us up on Twitter at The Daily Charge or leave us a voicemail at 862-250-5713. For The Daily Charge, I'm Roger Chang. Thanks for listening.